Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. As you know, I have a pretty narrow portfolio um, in the last month between six and seven stocks, and one of my major holdings is Tesla. And so part of my daily activity is to read as much as I can about Tesla and get the feelings of other people about it. And I came across an article by Jabberwock Research, and it was part of Seeking Alpha that I, I read regularly. And the title of the article is Tesla vs. the Dinosaurs Round 1 Europe. It's about an eight-page article and it goes into great detail about what's happening in the EV market in Europe. Um, he uses a term that I was unfamiliar with. Um, he uses the acronym EVB, and I've come to learn that means EV with battery, um, as opposed to those that are like the Prius that has an ICE uh, option. First of all, I wanted to, he, he's basically stating that the, the sales of Tesla versus, versus other dinosaur companies, the traditional companies like Renault, he mentions a lot. Um, he mentions uh, Volkswagen and uh, how they are doing in Europe as opposed to Tesla and the growth uh, numbers. And, and he's, he's using Europe because Europe contains a lot of the sales of automobiles. In fact, in the, in the United States, there are uh, 17 million vehicles, light trucks and cars, sold a year. Uh, 4.7 of those are passenger cars. Now, the 17 million is the U.S., in the world, it's 100 million vehicles are sold uh, a year. So we represent roughly 70, 17%. And his premise is if you want to see the future of the electric vehicle, look to Europe. And he goes through country by country, um, starting with uh, Germany, uh, the United Kingdom, Norway, um, the Netherlands, country by country, France, and shows over the last year um, the growth or lack of growth of various vehicles. And the, the sum total of the article is Tesla's getting its butt kicked, um, that there are is substantial more growth in the dinosaur vehicles than in Tesla. And I, I, I pulled this chart here, and you'll see that from the start that in the UK, the United Kingdom, year-to-year -year growth is 172% in sales, but Tesla's growth is only 11%. France is 132%, Tesla's is zero, Italy's is 128 um, Tesla's is uh, 36. And then you go down to Norway. Norway's actually had a decrease in um, electric vehicle sales, 
And I think that's because Norway was ahead of everybody else. They they initiated the subsidies uh, on electric vehicles before everybody else. And in that case, Norway was down 3%, and Tesla's was down 77%. In the Netherlands, down 5 and Tesla was down uh, 67 So his premise of this article is Tesla's price is way out of line and that those of us who hold Tesla need to be heading for the exits. So that that caused me to do some more research. He even goes on to say that if you would price Tesla in accordance with the amount of sales that they're doing and then use Toyota as a model, Tesla's current value per share is $27 a share. This disturbed me, and it caused me to think a little bit deeper. And as an investor, I think it's my responsibility, because it is my money, to look into these things and dig deeper and find out if this research from Jabberwork Research has value. My first move was to write Jabberwalk Research, email them, and say, will you do an interview with me? I'd like to get this person on video and challenge him and and put some other facts in front of him. Because I think these things, they're one-sided. You, you, you sit down and you do your research with an objective in mind. And the objective in mind, I believe, from this research was to get readership and to um, stir up the dust and and get Tesla stock. So with that in mind, I did a little bit more research and I found a guy that has done a lot of purchasing of one of the original purchasers of uh, Tesla stock. In fact, he bought it for the equivalent of about $40 a share a number of years ago, and it's now at $400 a share. And he recently upped his ante and has millions of shares. His name is Ron Burton. Um, and I saw an interview with him on CNBC, and I want to share parts of that interview with you because he has a total different attitude about it. At that time, it's now 8 million shares. Uh, five for one split, so it's $40 a share, as you said. And the stock's now 400 or 420. And when we invested and I was on your program, uh, I was talking about how I believe we would make 20 times our money over uh, 10 or 15 years. And so far, uh, in the first four or five years that we've owned it, the stock went up and down like a yo-yo. And that would be expected because what they were doing is they were building facilities, hiring people, coming up with design. Uh, it would, it's a reasonable thing to bet against them. All these car companies, 50 of them have failed, and this guy somehow had made it through uh, sheer willpower and, uh, and raised capital. Now he has 50,000 employees and he has factories he's building. Uh, Tesla's now building on three different continents, uh, building in the United States, building in China, building in Germany. Uh, and you should expect uh, more factories to be built uh, continuously 
uh, over the next 10 years. Year, so but you mentioned the volatility. Do you think the stock is past the days of volatility because it's gotten on steadier ground? Or, or do you worry that, that some of the Robinhood investors and others who have been so attracted to what Tesla has to offer, if there's any sort of shakeout in the market, does that impact them? And, and, and would volatility come back? Well, what we worry about are not stock prices. Uh, when we're an investor yeah. in a business, we worry about the business. And uh, the short term, I can't have any clue about what's going to happen. I do think that over, it's now a $400 billion market cap. It was $40 billion when we started. Uh, I've said for a long time, I thought it was going to be $1 to $2 trillion with what developments have taken right. place recently. I think $2 trillion is the right number. So I think it's five times from here. Made 10 times in the past two or three years, but for four years before that, the business, the stock didn't change, and the business grew tenfold. So the business went from two billion eight to thirty billion ten, ten times. The stock price didn't change. Now the stock price just caught up to uh, where they were. Now I think that the business is going to go from thirty or thirty-five billion in sales, grow fifty percent a year. I think they're going to be doing five or six or seven or eight hundred million dollars in sales in ten years uh, on just the cars. And the batteries is another unbelievable business, uh, which I'm very excited about. And I think that uh, uh, with that kind of value, with that kind of results, you're going to see a five times appreciation. I was thinking three to five times. We made ten times so far. Three to five times to come in the next ten years. Two, two more doubles, maybe three more doubles in ten years. So what, what the expectation is? Okay, so that gives you two different respect perspectives. One says the dinosaur, the conventional companies are going to bury Tesla. I would tend to agree with Ron. Uh, and, and I would because I don't think we are comparing apples to apples. And that brings me to Apple. Um, Apple is the highest valued company in the world. Um, and yet it only controls 13% of the phone sales in the world. 39% in the United States, but 13% in the world. The largest holder, I believe, is Samsung. It happens to be a phone that I own. And I think you can draw some similar conclusions there. I don't give a darn about what kind of phone I own. I, there's no prestige in it for me whatsoever. It's a, it's, it, it's a way I get from one place to the other. And that's kind of like a car. Um, I, I, it, it just doesn't matter. I think Tesla does. I think Tesla is the apple of the automobile industry. And then as Ron alluded to, there's a lot more going on there than cars. There's the battery. He doesn't mention. There's the data. There's just a lot more going on around Tesla than there is around Volkswagen. Um, I'd also like to reflect on that I'm a strong believer that you buy the owner, uh, the founder, as well as you buy the company. And I would challenge you to tell me who the CEO of Renault or, uh, or Volkswagen is. You might be able to tell me who the the um, the CEO of General Motors is, uh, but I think she's there as long as the paycheck's there. I think the board of directors, if she doesn't respond properly to the EV market, she'll find another job somewhere else. Elon isn't going to do that. 
Elon's got his heart, his soul, his blood, his sweat, his tears in this company, and I'll bet on Elon. So is Tesla getting its butt kicked in Europe? Yeah, it is. But I don't think it makes any difference. The other thing I think you need to realize is the driving experience. If you haven't been to Europe, the driving experience is very different. I know when we went to Italy, um, I drive a BMW. You never see a car that big in Italy. Uh, you never see a car as big as a BMW, uh, uh, as a Tesla in Italy. You see a lot of smart cars. You lot see, see a lot of tiny little cars that park on the sidewalks and anywhere else that they can. So it's a different world of driving. Now, when you get out on the Autobahn in Germany, yeah, that's different. But most people in Europe do not drive 500 miles from where they live, uh, ever. Whereas in the United States, we're a more mobile society. So I think that that will explain part of why Tesla is going to be a different kind of vehicle and probably will never achieve a dominance in sales, much as Apple only represents 13% of the phone, smartphones in the world. Tesla will never be the dominant electric vehicle in the world because of different driving habits, unless they get down to the size of a smart car. And they may do that. That would, I think, I've been in Beijing, I've been in Shanghai. I wouldn't want to drive a full-size automobile in either of those cities. I've been to numerous cities in China. I wouldn't want to drive a large vehicle in any of those cities. I remember we were in Florence, Italy, and I bought I or rented a small car and I couldn't wait to get out of Florence because of the the way that the traffic is in those cities. And if you had an SUV in Florence, Italy, you better park it on the curb and walk. So uh, that's my take on on Tesla's place in this. Um, I don't think the dinosaurs are going to displace them, displace Tesla, and I'm comfortable with my uh, position in Tesla. And will, as I get back into the market, will in no doubt be adding to that position. So that's my take on Tesla. I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm um, with Best of Us Investors. If you'd like to be a part of our tribe, if you'd like to share information, and that's what we're trying to do, is to build an organization that shares information, that looks in depth to things like this to help us make smart decisions. Go to Best of Us Investors, uh, sign up, give us your, your name and your email address. I will send you a uh, email the next morning um, that is my morning letter. And in that morning letter, you'll find a link to our Discord, which is what I call our village. And that's where we share more information about the stocks we're interested in, the other investment opportunities. And we pursue a, 
a goal, number one, of becoming better investors. Number two, keeping more of what you make through taking advantage of tax laws and investment opportunities, uh, different kinds of investments. And then our ultimate goal is to create family wealth. Family wealth so that we can pass that wealth on to our heirs and make a difference in the lives of the generations that follow us. So that's Best of Us Investors. Hope this video fits what you like. If it does, give it a like. If you want to see more, please subscribe. Thank you. Tune in tomorrow for the next episode.